This is the Council of the European Union Traineeship Podcast. Welcome to episode two of the Council of the European Union's Traineeship Podcast, where this time we're talking about life working at the Council. I am Daniel, the trainee in digital communications from the UK, and joining me today to give you the lowdown on daily life here are an array of some of our most talented trainees, I would say. <laughs> And they will now introduce themselves to you individually. So we have... Uh, hi, everyone. I'm Guillaume, and I'm French. I'm in the Civil Protection Unit. Hey, I'm Johanna. I'm from Germany, and I work in the Environment Unit. And I'm Alejandra. I work in the audiovisual sector, and I'm from Spain. Perfect. Now you know everyone. I think the best thing for us to do at the beginning is to have a quick chat about the typical tasks that we do in our units and beyond. So if everyone could give us a little rundown of what you do on a daily basis and the tasks and projects you're involved in, starting with Guillaume. Uh, well, in the Seal Protection Unit, we uh, work a lot on uh, crisis mechanism, consular affairs, humanitarian aid. Uh, so that's a lot of going to working parties, uh, these uh, meetings with uh, the 28 member states, where uh, every member state uh, uh, gives an opinion on a particular subject, topic. We have a lot of uh, um, people coming from organizations like uh, the Red Cross or UNICEF, for example, mm -hmm. coming. Um, so it's in working parties, a lot of taking notes, uh, listening to what is said, making reports at the end. There's different reports, report for the presidency, report for the units, and then report that's made public, that's way shorter. Uh, and then sort of research, um, I've worked on statistics, on um, crisis communication, on uh, humanitarian aid, on reading reports of uh, migration, the, all these kind of things. Okay. Uh, Johanna, what do you typically get involved yeah, with I'm, for work? I'm, I'm more or less do the same, same since I'm also in a policy, um, but for environments. So from the beginning onwards, I was uh, very involved in the single-use plastic um, policy. And so I literally do the same. I go to the working parties, to the co-repairs, to the trialogues. I'll have meetings with um, single member states who have specific wishes or specific ideas of how to, to change the legal text and um, work on the text. And um, yeah, more or less, that's it. And Alejandra, for me and you, work is a bit different because we're not involved in policy. So give us an idea of what you do. Well, um, my main tasks are related to the TV newsroom and I help, I support the editor's team with the um, platform that we have here of audiovisual content and also between my tasks I have media monitoring and the um, web monitoring of the TV newsroom. So it comes with reports and different statistics and analytics of this platform. Okay, uh, and my work is fairly similar to yours in that we do a lot of content creation so i work in social media and the website so we have to come up with stories for instagram copy for social media posts for facebook and twitter youtube videos um all that sort of thing and it really ramps up doesn't it our work yeah. around kind of sure. summit time and when there's a council oh, yeah. and that sort of stuff it becomes a lot more important um but for you two johanna and guillaume i guess working parties are a big part of what you do here on a typical week. Mm -hmm. um, so what does it feel like to be kind of in, in the room where the actual politics is happening because you get to kind of be a part of the decision-making process, don't you? And that's a very unique position to be in. Yes, it's, uh, it's very interesting. Um, you sit there and you can really 
see the opinions and the ideas that every member state have. Like, they, you will literally sit there and Estonia will say whatever their opinion is on the legal text. And that is very interesting and that is really a big part of our work, I would say, because we have so many different files in each like policy area and we have so many working parties on these different files. Um, and yeah, it's just very interesting to be there while they change the text, um, set the objective for the actual policy, like how far to go, what is actually aimed at with this EU legislation. So it's it's very interesting in my opinion. And Guillaume, working at working parties, I guess, means that you get to kind of see the presidency operate at first hand too. Um, if anyone doesn't know, the council has a rotating presidency where every six months um, a country gets the opportunity to chair meetings, whether that be council meetings or also working parties. Um, so that's a really interesting thing to see, isn't it? Because I guess from the outside looking in, people won't necessarily get an understanding of that, whereas you get to see how they operate all the time. Oh, definitely. Um, I completely agree with what um, you and I just said, concerning the fact that uh, you can see the country is giving its opinion on uh, different texts, uh, different topics. Uh, contrary to the presidency, um, we've mostly worked with the Austrian presidency this past year. Mm -hmm. uh, now the Romanian presidency just started. And uh, I found it very funny that uh, depending on the working party I go to, because I've been to four different working parties, the president uh, is always the same for each working party. But they have a different way of uh, doing things. Their presidents are way more involved. Mm -hmm. um, presidencies that are more likely to give their own idea of how the the rundown, how how the the, the agenda is made. Some are more lenient, give more um, leeway towards the states to member states to um, give their opinion, operate. I would say. And it's important to remember that despite how kind of um, maybe maybe difficult or overwhelming some of that way might sound at the beginning when you're given that kind of level of responsibility you're not actually thrown in at the deep end when you start i think one of the most important things that you get to know at the beginning of the traineeship is that um each each trainee is given an advisor who works in their unit mm -hmm. and they are there to kind of guide you through the whole process whether you have kind of questions about the area in which you were questions about your tax uh, tasks or just also you know, living in Brussels and that kind of thing, they're always there to help you. So, Alejandra, how have you found having an advisor while you've been here? Has it been useful? Yeah, my advisor, actually, I feel like I'm very lucky because mm -hmm. he's always um, listened to whatever I want to work with. He's been very flexible and very open to activities that I wanted to do apart from the main tasks that I have. And... He's also very, he's helped me a lot with my future here in Brussels. So he's always been very straightforward and told me that he would help me in anything. So that's having an advisor like I've had, and I think that everybody, every trainee in the traineeship has had, actually helps you to get used to the life in the council, but also to, well, go more in depth to the work like that we're doing. So that's really positive. And Johanna, I guess especially working in a policy area where things can be very complicated and there can be files that have been worked on for many, many years and there are a lot of kind of intricacies and nuances to them. I imagine it's very useful to have someone there who knows things more 
in more depth than what you do to give you advice so that you can get your kind of basis and platform when you begin? Yes, definitely, definitely. When I started, we set up the work program and the files that I uh, was supposed to work in. And of course, I was there to support my unit. So he gave me files that um, were like, um, we're going to have a lot of work in the upcoming months. So that was in September. And then he asked me for my input, what I would really like to work on. And um, because of my own interest, I said I would I would really like to work in single-use plastic. And he said, then you will also work in single-use plastic. And he made it possible for me to really, really invest myself into that file as well. And um, he's been super helpful. We In the beginning, we met up every two weeks to sit down to talk about how I'm acclimating to my life in the council, if I have questions, if everything's okay, if the workload is all right. And um, yeah, I mean, he also found, helped me find German bread in Brussels, which was uh, <laughs> an essential problem. A big um, thing to tick off it, the list. Yes, yeah. it was an essential <laughs> problem. So he was just very great. I was, I'm very grateful for my advisor. And Guillaume, you've, you've mentioned working parties and stuff already. I think one of the most striking things about working here is that, well, firstly, every day is different because things can shift so quickly or the political agenda can change, something can happen that, that, that means that goalposts have moved. Or it's, it's, it's just not a nine to five, is it? It's not a typical, you go to the office, you go home, that kind of thing. It's, it's, it's a lot more dynamic than that. And in my opinion, that makes it a lot more interesting too. Oh, definitely. Um, no day is like the other, um, especially when you're a unit with different responsibilities. So uh, sometimes I will be working for a whole week on this particular a topic, let's say um, crisis mechanism, mm -hmm. and and then the next week or even one day I'll have something to do on consular affairs. Then the next day on humanitarian aid, uh, I have working parties that can be uh, once a month, sometimes uh, once a week, depending. Um, yeah, and in terms of um, um, work hours, you, no one ever told me that I had to stay longer than than I should have. So. Uh, every day at 5.30, 6, if I want to go home, I can. But sometimes I really want to keep working on the project because I want to um, know as much, as much as I can before working party or just be able to finish it before I have other tasks coming up. So sometimes I would stay until t 7, 8, depending, mm -hmm. uh, but always voluntarily. Mm -hmm. I think that's important to mention, isn't it, Johanna, that um, we've sometimes you know, you're at a particular working party or a particular council meeting and it might run over because that's the nature of things. People, you know, nations don't necessarily agree on stuff. Um, but as long as, as long as you want to be there, you can be there. It's not like you're forced to work every hour that, that is sent of every single day. No. And the work, to me at least, is always interesting enough that, that it's valuable and you're learning something. Yes, I agree totally. Like, um, it can totally happen that you get an email at 12 that says we'll have a meeting, an emergency meeting or just any any meeting at four the same day. And then it runs over because people don't agree, especially if you have um, trilogue negotiations between commissioner and parliament and council or anything, anything actually can run over. And um, yeah, but it's just it's so interesting just being there and seeing policy being made mm. Um, mm. that I've never... I've never really like complain. Of course, I've complained about coming home late, but I was always did it voluntarily on my own mm -hmm. because I just find it so interesting to see the entire process and to see how really legislation is made. 
And Alicantro, we sort of do the same thing, but in a different yeah. realm. So we obviously do quite a bit of content production and you can only produce that content when the content is available. So <laughs> sometimes we'll have to wait until yeah. beyond midnight in some cases yes. for a press conference to film it for Instagram or <laughs> there's just something that needs to be done. Um, but something that, that I find even when it is necessary to stay late and first of all, again, if you want to leave, you always can. But yeah. typically, we want to be there for that kind of thing. So we, we volunteer to stay. Is that it's a fun place to work it in is. many ways, which yes. I probably didn't expect when I got here because it's politics. It's exactly. a really big institution. You expect it to be kind of very, well, obviously, it is very professional, but you expect people to be maybe kind of a lot more reserved than they are. Yes. But one of the things that, that strikes me the most is how there are so many different personalities here. Yeah. And you work in, in units quite often with, with a number of people from different places and stuff. Yes. And I, I have a lot more fun, I think, than, than what I, I perceived yeah. before I got here. I feel the here. same way. Mm -hmm. And also when you, as you were talking about like the councils or summits that we have to stay later, I think it's actually, it's so dynamic and there's always something happening. Even if you're waiting, you still have things to do. And to see these the, these moments and these amazing meetings that are going on, I feel really lucky mm -hmm. and not bored at yes. all, of course. <laughs> it's really, it's a lot of fun. And we mentioned there, Johanna, about kind of the vast amount of people that work here and so many people from different countries with different backgrounds, with different ways of working and different personalities. Um, I think it's, it's really privileged to be able to just kind of walk into this yes. world, meet so many different people that in your kind of normal previous life you would never come across and get to spend so much time with them and get to know them. Yes, 100%. Like, I've, made, I've met so many great people. I mean, alone the, the fact that during these, during these council meetings, all these summits, you actually get to see or get to meet your, like, the leader of your state. I've uh, seen Angela Merkel. I was, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> so that's one thing. But also so just, just working with people from so many different countries is so interesting. You learn so many new things about so many... Um, new people and new countries and things that you just just never knew. I've learned so much about Romania mm -hmm. because of my Romanian um, colleague that I just just never knew. Mm -hmm. So it's it's super interesting. I feel and super Gio privileged. Guillaume, you can take a lot of it further with yourself as well beyond the traineeship. I think because yes, we learn a lot about different cultures and we get to know working methods from different people, but. It also means that kind of by the end of, of the five months that, that you spend during the traineeship, you know people in pretty much every country in the European mm -hmm. Union, whether it be the other trainees that you work with, whether it be colleagues, whether it's your advisor. And, and I think that's a great thing because it means that after this, it, you know, regardless of what you do for work or anything, if you travel, if you go around Europe, by and large, you might know someone that, that, that's in such and such a city or such a country. And I think that's great. No, definitely. Yeah. Um, here you have a very big opportunity to network, to have friends from all around, from uh, uh, Romania, as you said, from Estonia, from Luxembourg, um, everywhere. And for example, I really enjoy learning new languages and speaking them. And since I'm here, I'm just being able to practice with everyone in my unit, um, with people I meet on the everyday basis. Uh, and uh, even when you go to working parties, uh, you can meet some diplomats. Um, go and I went and go approach French diplomats and ask them about their work, uh, the opportunities in Paris, mm -hmm. in the ministries, and they'd be very helpful with me. Uh, so uh, definitely, that's something that uh, networking you make here, the friends you get here, 
uh, really going to help you. And you can blend occasions. Yeah, occasions. <laughs> We're occasions. already doing that, aren't we? <laughs> of course I am. we are. You've always got somewhere to stay wherever you travel yes. in Europe, pretty oh, much after coming here. When I visit Alejandra in Spain. <laughs> <laughs> that's true, that's true. And you also get to practice your different languages, mm -hmm. like French, mm -hmm. right, Joanna? <laughs> Let's not talk about the French, huh? <laughs> no, but you get to, like, you know that you're going to go into an international um, atmosphere and an international... Uh, you're going to get international friends or whatever, but you never expect to learn so many things. Because there are, like, traditions from different countries that I would have never expected to know mm -hmm. about. And they're really curious, but, <laughs> you know, it's, well, it's fun. The thing that's really shocked me, I never knew existed, was that... the people from many European Union countries celebrate their name day, oh, which yeah, I yeah. have never even heard of until I got here. Bulgarians and Greeks, yeah, they do that. Like, colleagues in the unit are bringing in cakes, and I'm like, is it your birthday? And they say, no, it's my name day. <laughs> and I'm just <laughs> looking at them blankly yeah. because that doesn't exist where <laughs> we, I come from. We call, but it, we call it the saint day. Because okay. the saint, like before in Catholic families, mm -hmm. the, you would be named after the saint of that day. So you would celebrate like your birthday at the same time, and that tradition actually like was trespassed to. Oh, today's my saint day, mm -hmm. or whatever. So I you don't pick have you pick things like this up that you would otherwise yes, have yeah. no idea about. And I think you mentioned about languages and stuff there. <laughs> One of the strangest things for me, because I never even thought about it before, even though in hindsight it's so obvious, is I speak French, mm -hmm. um, but I know French, French, and English, yeah. French. But I'll go to meetings now where someone from Lithuania will speak to me in French and someone from Spain will speak to me in French. And the, the rhythm with which they've learned and the things that they've learned are so different to what I've learned. So even yeah. though you have this kind of language in common, being able to appreciate the difficulties mm -hmm. in, a, in a different language is, yes. is so different mm -hmm. and so unexpected to me compared to I learned it in my way and expect that everyone else has learned it in a similar mm -hmm. way. So it's really yeah. strange to actually have those experiences. Um, another thing that I wanted to mention is that as well as having your kind of normal tasks in your unit, it's also possible to work on different projects and kind of venture out into other realms of work. And you can either come up with ideas yourself and suggest things, this podcast being one of them, mm -hmm. um, or you can work on, there's a pool of projects which is suggested by uh, different units from around the house who kind of need some extra help on things. So you can, you can go and help them out and, and work a little bit extra on something that you find interesting. And Johanna, I know that you do one, um, but it's, it's nice to have something special and different to add to your CV, isn't it? Yeah, I, I totally agree. I'm doing um, media monitoring in the morning, um, which means I, I come in earlier um, to, to read through articles, German articles. I look specifically for someone who speaks German because um, they need help with the German section. So you read through these articles and try to monitor the, op the, the opinion of German news uh, papers on global developments or global politics. Um, and it's super interesting because it's, it's not a policy um, like unit. It's, it's not something that I work in usually, but it's something completely different. And it's uh, super interesting, something I would have never expected to work in. And I actually developed further, so now I'm part of a long-term study on um, public opinion about the Council of the European Union. And um, I've learned I've learned a lot through this um, extra project that I did, and it's super cool. And I guess having that extra project under your belt means that, first of all, it looks like you've done more varied things while you've been here, and it means that it's like something really interesting to mention in a potential job interview afterwards. Where obviously the fact that you've done the traineeship and worked in the realm that you have 
is, is going to make people interested in the first place, but being able to go that one step yes. beyond shows a different level of commitment and mm. more skills. So it's really useful to do. Um, of course, the trainees, typically, if you were a paid trainee, which the vast majority of people are, um, receive a monthly grant for working at the council. Um, it's around about 1,100 euros um, at the time of recording. That is always subject to change. So I can't promise you that if you apply and select it, it's going to be the same. Um, but in terms of in terms of having that money, first of all, it's it's nice to do a traineeship that's paid because I'm sure we've all either worked in places or applied for places where you're unpaid. Um, but secondly, I've found, at least in my experience, that although maybe during the application process it might not sound like that much money, um, I find that it's enough to live off in Brussels mm -hmm. and to be able to have a good time with. Mm -hmm. Do you guys feel yeah, the same? I feel the same. Mm -hmm. no. I think, I mean, I come from Spain, so traineeships are not paid at all, or they are paid less than half of what we're paid here. So I think that it's a pretty good amount to be able to have fun, live relatively well, and the rent depends on where you live. Mm -hmm. You can survive with it or not. And I think it's it's a pretty good amount of money. Uh, there's also the bonus game of having a slight discount in um, the cafeteria oh, and the yes. canteen. So that's an extra <laughs> little bonus, isn't it? And it means that there's lots of kind of small touches that they've got a very hardworking traineeships officer who sort of looks after everyone. And you're an elected, democratically elected trainee mentor <laughs> too, um, which is a role that's very important because you help to organize events for us. Um, but the traineeships office is very helpful and does a lot of kind of things that seem small, but that make life here a lot easier for us, don't they? Oh, definitely. As you mentioned, uh, we have this uh, reduction at the cafeteria, uh, which for unpaid trainees uh, way uh, way more than uh, for paid trainees. So that, that's the playoff, that's, isn't it? That's the, the it pros is, and cons. It is, <laughs> yes. Um, and uh, yeah, the TU does uh, does help uh, in many things. In whether you want to uh, to find an accommodation, uh, whether you have problems um, about anything in your traineeship, they're here. Um, yeah. Mm -hmm. um, one of the things that the traineeships office helps in organizing is one of one of the best parts of the traineeship which is the study trips that we get to go on. <laughs> yeah. um, so trips. again, the study trips could possibly change in future, but at the time of recording, in our traineeship period, we had the opportunity to go to Strasbourg and Luxembourg. We spent a few days in each, yes. learned an awful lot about the other in EU institutions in both places. We also went out and drank quite a bit and sang a lot of karaoke, um, so yes. much so that a bar in Strasbourg started to empty out because yeah. we basically <laughs> commandeered the microphone yes. and wouldn't let anyone else get hold of it. Um, American boy and dancing queen will always be in my heart. <laughs> I, I will but, never hear these songs without remembering this. But it's, 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 it's great, isn't it? Because at the same time on these trips, like I've mentioned both aspects of it there, first of all, you get the opportunity to genuinely learn about stuff that you don't really feel in Brussels because they're geographically mm -hmm. located elsewhere. So as much as they're part of the EU, they're still kind of separate. Yeah. So it's nice to be able to go and see them and experience them. But it's also nice to, I mean, you've got this group of friends basically given to you when you start the traineeship, but I feel like you're all an awful lot closer after the study trips oh, yeah. because you spend yes. time together, you yeah. stay in the hotel, you go out. It's a really good opportunity to learn and also get to know everyone better, isn't it, Johanna? I agree 100%. Like I've... Um I studied European studies, so I knew quite a lot about the European Parliament before as well. But it was also very interesting to visit it in Strasbourg and to see plenary session and 
the Court of Human Rights, I thought it was one of the highlights because I've, I've never been and it was uh, really interesting to see um, how it works as well. And of course, I mean, I'm all for karaoke. We had such a great mm -hmm. night. <laughs> like, you, you told me a lot about like German emo from like 10 years ago or something <laughs> that night. I'd never heard a lot of that stuff, but you really drove um, it home. Yeah, yeah, Tokyo Hotel. Um, <laughs> great moments. Um, no, it was it, another thing where I, I, I never expected people to, to, to notice outside of Germany. And suddenly the Greek, the Greek guy, Janis, Janis uh, jumped in and sang the English lyrics to a German song. I was, uh, oh it, was, it was one of the highlights. Like, I really felt, I mean, you spend six hours on the bus going there and coming back. That already forces you together because you're like on close space with all these all these people so it's uh you get to know them yeah, <laughs> yeah the bus might not be the best part of the trip <laughs> oh on the way back okay. it was incredible it was great we basically but carried on the karaoke didn't we I, on the way I back just <laughs> <slept>. <laughs> the music. i well, just slept the whole time because i was i just <laughs> couldn't anymore i was too tired but it was so much fun it was, yeah. And Guillaume, you went to both places, didn't you, Strasbourg and Luxembourg? So, what did you make of both of them? Were they similar? Were they different? How did you find it? Uh, they were very different uh, in size first, because Luxembourg is very, very small. And because you missed us. We course. weren't there. We weren't in Luxembourg. <laughs> of course, of course. Um, Luxembourg was great. Um, I have a little preference for Strasbourg, though. Um, it's very interesting, as Joanna said, to go and to see how everything's worked, because the, the EU system is very complicated to understand whether you actually studied or not it's uh it's, sometimes it's a mess you know mm -hmm. and <laughs> okay and uh, <laughs> that was nice <laughs> <laughs> so um so just going there and speaking with people who actually work there uh explaining how the daily uh, work day is uh how the system works uh, we have the opportunity to meet with an mep that explained to us how uh, she negotiated with other political groups that's uh, very good, but um, yeah, uh, Strasbourg, Luxembourg, um, apart from visiting the European institutions, you also get to visit the city, per se, uh, spend time with your friends. Um, Strasbourg is a beautiful city as well. I, I love Strasbourg. Amazing. Strasbourg so is amazing. Mm -hmm. yeah. um, just before we go then, the last thing that I, I want to talk about is kind of what you think, what you think the best thing about working here is and whether whether you expected something when you arrived and it's turned out different or if there's something that surprised you. So what you most enjoy and, and what surprised you, Johanna? Um, I think I expected to see, um, to see policy being made, literally, and that's literally what I got. Uh, I did not expect to being able to participate in trial looks, um, which are not open to public, um, and that's just really, really interesting um, to see them. Um, yeah, and I also did not expect to get such a big group of new friends because the council is, is unique in the fact that you have 50, around 50 trainees, not like the commission with 600. 63. So, 63, 63 trainees, mm -hmm. yeah. But it's it's um, typically between kind of 50 and 70, yes, I think. Yes, but it's like average. a small enough group mm -hmm. that you always have people you can do and you have like closer friends, but um, you always have people to do stuff. I didn't, I didn't know Brussels before I came here and I've... Um, yeah, I've made great friends and I will definitely stay in contact with uh, many of them after this traineeship ends. Thank you. What's your favorite thing about working here? Uh, many things. Uh, I, uh, before coming here, I kind of thought I would work on only on something because that was what was written on my, applica my application. I thought I would work on migration only, but I ended up working on many different things, on humanitarian aid and consular affairs, crisis mechanism. It's very, my unit has a very wide um, um, range of responsibilities. 
but in terms of what surprises me is uh, also, as Joanna said, the fact that you will be really be involved in policy making. Of course, you don't have any kind of uh, decision making power, but you're here. You see um, how people interact, how every state is gives their opinion, how some state agree with this particular uh, idea, other don't. Uh, I also been to a trilogue, and it was always funny to see uh, commissioners and MEP fighting <laughs> over uh, <laughs> over budget. Okay. <laughs> Uh, it was, uh, you, you see the democratic process uh, way more than I thought I would, so I was very uh, happy about that. And Alcantara, what's been your favorite part of working here? I don't know. I don't want to leave. <laughs> <laughs> so oh, that's maybe a good that's sign. A, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I'm also, I want to stress that I was, I'm really surprised with the friends that I've made here. Oh. Did you expect? <laughs> do you do you think that you're one yes. of the friends? <laughs> Did you expect us all just to be terrible people? No, Is not terrible. It? But I mean, I've met people that I never knew I would meet mm -hmm. that type of person, yeah. mm, and and I don't know. I'm really happy. I didn't have any like real expectation about anything. I just wanted to see how it surprised me, and I like I don't know. I I wouldn't. I didn't expect it to be so little institutional. Mm -hmm. You know, my work is not as institutional and as political, which is good or bad. I don't, like, I'm really happy with it. So my favorite part was um, Joanna. <laughs> you. No, my, no, no, my favorite part, I don't know, the day-to-day -day life in the council. Okay. It's really Well, nice. that's a perfect summary. I think that's yeah. probably about enough of us all talking to you about our jobs yeah. for now. <laughs> if you want to know more, you're just going to have to apply and, and exactly. make sure you don't get selected. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, so you can check out our other, our other episodes where we talk about life in Brussels, working at European Council summits with all of the leaders. Um, and what we've learned during the traineeship and our future career prospects. But for now, thank you for listening. Thank, thank you. you to Guillaume, Johanna and Alejandra for coming thank and discussing you. things with us. Thank you, Daniel. Bye for now and check out the other episodes. Bye. 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 Bye.